Good day to you all, dear ones, and welcome to the 17th day of February. It is day 48 in our journey through the Bible. Hello to everyone out there. My name is Hunter. I am your brother, your Bible reading coach, someone who shows up with you every day to spend a little time together in the pages of the B-I-B-L-E. We're going to let this book do what the book does and direct our hearts to the one who is the living word of God. That's right. We won't ask anything more of the Bible than that because the Bible is not the point. Jesus is the point. The Bible is the pointer and the Bible is pointing right to him. So let us come to him today, my friend. Let us come and warm our hearts by the fires of his presence and his love. Well, today we embark upon a new book. It's the book of Numbers, Numbers 1 and 2, and then we'll finish in Acts chapter 24. Father, we come. Help us to see. Numbers chapter 1. A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai. On the first day of the second month of that year, he said, From the whole community of Israel, record the names of all the warriors by their clans and families. List all the men twenty years old and older who are able to go to war. You and Aaron must register the troops, and you will be assisted by one family leader from each tribe. These are the tribes and the names of the leaders who will assist you. From the tribe of Reuben, Elizur, son of Shadur. From Simeon, Shelemuel, son of Zerashadai. From Judah, Nahashon, son of Aminadab. From Issachar, Nathanel, son of Zuar. From Zebulun, Eliab, son of Helon. From Ephraim, son of Joseph. Elashima, son of Amihud, from Manasseh, son of Joseph, Gamaliel, son of Paduzer, from Benjamin, Abidan, son of Gideoni, from Dan, Ahiser, son of Amishadai, from Asher, Pagiel, son of Okran, from Gad, Eliasaph, son of Duel, from Naphtali, Ahira, son of Inan. These are the clan leaders of the community, the leaders of their ancestral tribes, the heads of the clans of Israel. So Moses and Aaron called together these chosen leaders, and they assembled the whole community of Israel on that very day. All the people were registered according to their ancestry by their clans and families. The men of Israel who were twenty years old or older were listed one by one just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So Moses recorded their names in the wilderness of Sinai. This is the number of men, twenty years old or older, who were able to go to war, as their names were listed in the records of their clans and families. From the tribe of Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, 46,500. From Simeon, 59,300. From Gad, 45,650. From Judah, 74,600. Issachar, 54,400. Zebulun, 57,400. 
from Ephraim, son of Joseph, 40,500. Manasseh, son of Joseph, 32,200. Benjamin, 35,400. Dan, 62,700. Asher, 41,500. Naphtali, 43,400. These are the men registered by Moses and Aaron and the twelve leaders of Israel, all listed according to their ancestral descent. They were registered by families, all the men of Israel who were twenty years old or older and were able to go to war. The total number was 603,550. But this total did not include the Levites, for the Lord had said to Moses, Do not include the tribe of Levi in the registration. Do not count them with the rest of the Israelites. Put the Levites in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant, along with all its furnishings and equipment. They must carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings as you travel, and they must take care of it and camp around it. Whenever it is time for the tabernacle to move, the Levites will take it down, and when it is time to stop, they will set it up again. But any unauthorized person who goes too near the tabernacle must be put to death. Each tribe of Israel will camp in a designated area with its own family banner. But the Levites will camp around the tabernacle of the covenant to protect the community of Israel from the Lord's anger. The Levites are responsible to stand guard around the tabernacle. So the Israelites did everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Numbers chapter 2 Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses and Aaron. When the Israelites set up camp, each tribe will be assigned its own area. The tribal divisions will camp beneath their family banners on all four sides of the tabernacle, but at some distance from it. The divisions of Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun are to camp toward the sunrise on the east side of the tabernacle, beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the number of their registered troops. The tribe of Judah, Nahashon, son of Aminadab, 74,600. From Issachar, Nethanel, son of Zuar, 54,400. Zebulun, Eliab, son of Helon, 57,400. So the total of the troops on Judah's side of the camp is 186,400. These three tribes are to lead the way whenever the Israelites travel to a new campsite. The divisions of Reuben, Simeon, and Gad are to camp on the south side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. The tribe of Reuben, Elizer, son of Shadur, 46,500. Simeon, Shelemuel, son of Zorashadai, 59,300. Gad, Elisaph, son of Duel, 45,650. So the total of all the troops on Reuben's side of the camp is 151,450. These three tribes will be second in line whenever the Israelites travel. Then the tabernacle carried by the Levites will set out from the middle of the camp. All the tribes are to travel in the same order that they camp, each in position under the appropriate family banner. The divisions of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin are to camp on the west side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, 
their leaders, and the number of their registered troops from the tribe of Ephraim, Elishema, son of Amihud, 40,500. From Manasseh, Gamaliel, son of Bedehusar, 32,300. From Benjamin, Abidan, son of Gideoni, 35,400. So the total of the troops on Ephraim's side of the camp is 108,100. These three tribes will be in line whenever the Israelites travel. The divisions of Dan, Asher, and Naphtali are to camp on the north side of the tabernacle, beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. From the tribe of Dan, Ahiser, son of Amashadiah, 62,700. From Asher, Pagiel, son of Okran, 41,500. From Naphtali, Ahira, son of Enon, 53,400. So the total of the troops on Dan's side of the camp is 157,600. These three tribes will be last, marching under their banners whenever the Israelites travel. In summary, the troops of Israel listed by their families totaled 603,550. But as the Lord commanded, the Levites were not included in this registration. So the people of Israel did everything as the Lord had commanded Moses. Each clan and family set up camp and marched under their banners exactly as the Lord had instructed them. Acts 24 Five days later, Ananias, the high priest, arrived with some of the Jewish leaders and the lawyer, Tertullius to present their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullius presented the charges against Paul in the following address to the governor. You have provided a long period of peace for us Jews, and with foresight have enacted reforms for us. For all this, Your Excellency, we are very grateful to you. But I don't want to bore you, so please give me your attention for only a moment. We have found this man to be a troublemaker who is constantly stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the cult known as the Nazarenes. Furthermore, he was trying to desecrate the temple when we arrested him. You can find out the truth of our accusations by examining him yourself. Then the other Jews chimed in, declaring that everything Tertullius said was true. The governor then motioned for Paul to speak. Paul said, I know, sir, that you have been a judge of Jewish affairs for many years, so I gladly present my defense before you. You can quickly discover that I arrived in Jerusalem no more than twelve days ago to worship at the temple. My accusers never found me arguing with anyone in the temple, nor stirring up a riot in any synagogue or on the streets of the city. These men cannot prove the things they accuse me of doing. But I admit that I follow the way, which they call a cult, I worship the God of our ancestors, and I firmly believe the Jewish law and everything written in the prophets. I have the same hope in God that these men have, that he will raise both the righteous and the unrighteous. Because of this, I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and all people. After several years away, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid my people and to offer sacrifices to God. My accusers saw me in the temple as I was completing a purification ceremony. There was no crowd around me and no rioting, but some Jews from the province of Asia were there, and they ought to be here to bring charges if they have anything against me. 
Ask these men here what crime the Jewish High Council found me guilty of. Except for one time I shouted out, I am on trial before you here today because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. At that point, Felix, who was quite familiar with the way, adjourned the hearing and said, Wait until Lysias, the governor commander, arrives. Then I will decide the case. He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody, but to give him some freedom and allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. Sending for Paul, they listened as he told them about faith in Christ Jesus, as he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment. Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him, so he sent for him quite often and talked with him. About two years went by this way, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus, and because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. And now may our Lord, who said he is the way, may he now give his blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. All are accounted for, all 603,550. These are all the troops of Israel, listed by their family names. All are warriors, ready for battle, ready to march out under the banner of their family name. They are ready to follow the Ark of God's Covenant and go wherever God's Spirit leads them. And so it is with Paul, too. Solitary Paul is accounted for every day for two years in his prison cell. Paul, too, is a kind of soldier, ready to go wherever the Spirit of God leads him. But sometimes God's leading is not to go anywhere at all. Sometimes God's calling you to march forward into new lands. Sometimes it's to stay put. For Paul, he was to stay put for two years in prison. For two years, he was brought before his captor and forced to present himself only to be sent away. No changes to his status. Sometimes your orders are just to stay put, and when they are, it can be discouraging and hard. It's important to remember that waiting is a part of God's plan too. James 1 verses 2 through 4 says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Sometimes God's doing a work on the soldier, and sometimes that means staying put. It might be two days, it might be two years, it might be two decades, but God's got a plan, and part of that plan is to work on us. He's making an opportunity for us to grow. And our growth comes from tested endurance. When that endurance is being tested, it's an opportunity for great joy. Remember that you are a soldier too, and remember that God has a plan. A big part of God's plan is awakening us to the transforming power of Christ's life in us. That's what gives us the strength to do those hard things like staying put or marching forward. It's only in the power of Christ in us that we can do any of the things he calls us to do. So allow the Spirit of God to wake you up to the life of Christ in you. It's his life. Now all glory to God. 
who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And that's a prayer that I have for my own soul. That I'll wake up to the life of Christ in me. That's a prayer that I have for my family, for my wife, my daughters, my son. And that's a prayer that I have for you. May it be so. Let's continue now in a time of prayer. Feel free to read along with these prayers in the show notes of today's podcast and meditate on these words that are being spoken over you, your family, and our world. And now, let us pray. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we might not fall into sin or be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far and those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit on all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Lord, grant that I might not seek so much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in the giving that we receive, in the pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in the dying that we are born unto eternal life. Amen. And now as our Lord has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me today in our time through the scriptures and in prayer. But hey, before I let you go today, I want to encourage you to keep taking those steps. And sometimes there are tools that can help us to do that very thing. We've got something called the DRB Daily. It is a daily email reminder that shows up in your inbox. And it has 
a link to the day's podcast. It has a summary and show notes and other important stuff that you can get free of charge. Keeps you reminded to keep taking those steps. Keep you walking in the direction of Jesus and his love. So sign up for it at our webpage or right in the show notes of today's podcast. And as always, would you like, share, follow, and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get yours. And before I let you go, I do want to remind you of something I mentioned earlier this week, and that is that I want to start a new segment offering responses to your questions. So if you have questions... I know that you do. Questions about the reading, questions about the Bible, questions about theology. Well, I'll respond. I'll put it like that. I really don't fashion myself as a Bible answer man, but I do have a perspective. I do have a way of seeing that is informed by the early church, by the church fathers, by my own experience, of course and even by our time together in this podcast. So if you have a question and you would like a response from your brother Hunter, well, send it to hunter at dailyradiobible.com and I will choose one of those questions and we will have a little question and response time. Again, those questions can be sent to hunter at dailyradiobible.com. Well, What do you say we all respond by showing up again here tomorrow? Heather's at the helm. You don't want to miss it. Until that time, let's go forward in God's joy. Let's let his joy be our strength. And let us always remember this. That you are loved. No doubt about it. Alrighty, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Guys, take care.